Hi, this is Bernard Zimmermann. And Philip Wurta. Welcome to our podcast series, Virtual Leadership Development, How to Master the New Normal. And a warm welcome from my side as well. In this series, we cover a range of topics that all have an influence or impact on leadership development and all its applications in a virtual context. Today is our eighth episode, The Task Level Challenges, Technology Disruption or Failure. And in the conversation today, we continue discussing the challenges that hamper the virtual process on the task dimension. And we continue to deepen the focus on the things that get in our way and the behaviors that limit us from having the outcomes we would really like to achieve in this virtual development process. So Bernard, take us away. Thank you, Philip. A major element of the challenges on the task dimension is technology disruption or technology failure. And not only that, it is also a driver for the fear we've covered in our previous episode. Let's look into what we do when technology disruption happens or when we fear that the technology could fail. Okay. The one element, it's continuously there, coming back to our personal dimension. What do we pay attention to? How much do we listen to our own mind chatter? What's going on? The voice in our head or the thought process is continuously going on. Watch out, it could fail or this could fail or this could go wrong. It draws a lot of energy from our attention and the span gets narrower and narrower. It could almost then become the self-fulfilling prophecy. The more mm -hmm. attention is paid to the mind chatter, the less bandwidth you have in your capability of your brain to control the process, control your state of mind, the more it's likely you're actually running a failure of technology. And I can imagine that that happens on both sides, participant and facilitator. If you are focused on the chatter that's running through your mind, you're not being present. Mm. And yes. the fact that you're not being present has a whole number of outcomes. Absolutely. In combination with that, what happens when people have a limited attention span and failures happen? Now, it could always, like in a normal room, the air conditioning could fail and you're still there in, I don't know, in, in a hot country. In the same way, there could be an interruption in technology. We will talk about that, how to overcome that or actually have safeguards in place. Let's just okay. look into what we do, what happens with us. The frustration will raise when we come across a technology failure, you get frustrated. Now, depending on how much attention you pay again to that frustration, you will actually send the message out to the others, whether you're a participant or whether you're a facilitator to the group of participants, mm -hmm. you project it onto the others, they will get it and they will get a destruction and they lose the energy from okay. being actually there to go for a solution. So frustration is like a magnet. It yeah. just pulls all the attention and the energy. Yes. And number of ways, depending on, again, what state of mind you are, I found it on a regular basis that people sort of slip either very quickly or very gradually into a victim mode. Right? Mm -hmm. They always blame things that happen. It's my internet service provider. It's this. There is something taking the focus on something else rather than their state of not being prepared for failure. They find fault in 
the computer, they find things they can just name, not in their own area of responsibility. And then with the frustration, because of our brain, how it functions when the frustration comes up and the fear starts emerging with the adrenaline, it may limit our ability to look wider. And we need to be very conscious of that because by allowing it to close in, we lose curiosity to look for solutions. And that all kind of bumps up on the frustration. Mm -hmm. Okay. Based on the experience, what happens then almost as a sequence is that sometimes we slip into avoidance. We find reasons to stop rather than look for the solutions. When the frustration reaches a certain limit and you haven't got the resilience built up in your mind yes. to deal with the frustration, then you rather than said, oh, I wouldn't want to use the word now or go through my mind, but you go into avoidance. You say, okay, let's stop here. That's it. It won't work here. Rather than say, okay, let's quickly go for a solution. Let's see what we can do to make it work for all of us. It's amazing that when something goes wrong, how quickly people jump into that avoidance to say, well, that's a good reason why we shouldn't continue. Or that's a good reason why we should postpone this. Yes. I think one element there on the avoidance is they, at least that's my interpretation of it, it may well be a driver that they want to protect themselves for being mm -hmm. exposed, being part of the failure. Some people react then very passive and they say, well, can we just leave it? And they give up. Others become aggressive and they combine the aggressiveness with a victim mode. I've actually had one person in the workshop started shouting and I, I didn't get it. I said, why is the person shouting? Because this, A, the computer is nothing that will respond to the shouting, the aggressiveness. It actually gave a negative effect on the rest of the group. It only happened once, I must admit, but uh, it was interesting to observe how a situation evolved when somebody mm -hmm. went down this pathway on protection, but responding in an aggressive way. If you think about your own reactions in situations, do you have any examples of how avoidance has shown up with yourself? In the early days, yes. I remember when the frustration came up and I was setting up the workshop and I was setting up on the platform everything that, that should be there. And I just couldn't get it to work. I knew it should work a particular way, <laughs> but it didn't. And I said, okay, now, you know what? I think I was ready at the time to say, okay, I write the participants. It doesn't work. The platform is, is at fault. No, there's an update that doesn't work anymore. And I'm, I just caught myself early enough in that spiral going down. Mm -hmm. I said, hang on a minute, step back and, and sit down, take a breath think about where have you started and have you actually entered the room and the system in the right way? And long and behold, I said, ah, look, there was the misstep. And I came back into that. But uh, that's a great example because it also alludes to what we will talk about in coming episodes when we focus on self-management. So that's a great hook into my last element I want to cover in relation to technology disruption, what happens and how we behave in that situation. And that's when we are driven by a strong perfectionism. It's not about just deliver top quality, but sometimes I see that people have the 
the drive to avoid by any cost, any failure. Okay. And when I reflect on that with the people, you get deeper and deeper and you find it's actually the insecurity they show yes. up with, driven by all the things we covered before, fear of technology and how we are in our mind, which the insecurity is obviously an element of how our mind works. And going then down, I would call it the rat hole on yeah. perfectionism that drives us almost mad because at the end of the day, it doesn't help us to resolve a disruption in technology. It makes it only worse. So what I hear you talking about is rather focusing on what's working and making sure that that lands and that you can build that out. We focus on what's not working and trying to make it perfect. Yes. And I can tell you from this one experience I, I had when I jumped onto a platform I hadn't used for a long time. For me, this workshop, if you gave me a, a, a scale of one to 10, how good was that workshop in my <laughs> presentation? 10 was superb, one was bad. I would have said minus five. I felt really, it was really bad. And you know what? That was just me because I had, yes. at the time, there was some, I think, some perfectionism at play as well. I had put very high expectations at play. Now, all the participants were great and said they, they were raving back to their HR people how great it was to have the flexibility and use the platform rather than cancel the session. Mm -hmm. So that was amazing for me. Now, even for me, being a reasonably seasoned facilitator in, in online workshops, it was a, quite a highlight that I put too much effort on getting everything perfect, but I'd still had enough bandwidth to stay focused in connection with the participants. Well, you know, what I got from what you were just speaking about is that mistakes are normal. And if a mistake happens and we play with it, that actually becomes role modeling for everyone else. So just looking forward to our future episodes, we will spend time on knowing how to manage yourself in such situations that can actually help you to protect yourself and not being in the disruption of the situation, but being in the solution mode. Philip, what should we focus on before we dive into the next episode? Bernard, I'd like to repeat the question we actually gave everyone last week. And what I'd like people to reflect on is in a few episodes, we've talked about perspectives of the challenges that we face in virtual leadership development. And again, my question is, listening to these and reflecting back, what have you discovered about your own challenges in situations like these? And what impact do these have on you? And how do you deal with them in yes. the moment? Yeah. Because as you just said, in the coming episodes, we're going to shift the attention and to look at how to approach and address these challenges so that we can move forward and really progressively take control of the impact that we have on self-development in a virtual process. That's it from me. Thank you, everyone. And a big thank you from me as well. But finally, before we go, if you'd like to connect with us or share your insights and feedback, please feel free to do so either on linkedin.com, Bernard Zimmermann at contact, that is C-O-N hyphen T-A-C-T, or Philip Butter. We're both based in Germany. Or connect via email at philip at 
or bernhard.zimmermann at contactinternational.com. That is con tact international.com. We look forward to connecting in our next episode. Thank you and goodbye.